Hi, this is Taylor Stuber. And this is Sean Smithgall. We are both clinical pharmacists and faculty members at Auburn University, Harrison School of Pharmacy, and we are your hosts for the Postgraduate Pharmacist. On the Postgraduate Pharmacist, we focus on preparing and obtaining postgraduate training positions. From current events to expert advice, you'll have up-to-date content related to postgraduate training. New episodes are released every other Monday, so don't forget to like or subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at PG Pharmacist or Instagram and LinkedIn at The Postgraduate Pharmacist. Happy Halloween, everyone. We're excited to bring you bonus content this week in the spirit of Halloween. Before we get started, I, I do want to make a quick announcement. So if you haven't heard, ASHP recently announced that they reduced their price for the virtual mid-year annual meeting. So now instead of almost $400 or $500, it's only $150 for students and $200 for residents who are ASHP members. So if this sways you to attend, don't forget to check out our two-part series, episodes 19 and 20, of what you need to know about virtual mid-year. And as always, feel free to reach out to us on our social media platforms if you have any comments, questions, or requests for future episodes. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, everyone. The last few weeks, we have been asking you for your spookiest interview stories. We are excited to share some of those today. Our goal is not to just highlight scary experiences, but to provide some tips on how to handle or avoid these experiences in your own interviewing experiences. So joining us to discuss with Taylor and I today, we have two of our very own postgraduate pharmacist interns who are P3s at Auburn University, Hannah Lambert and Madeline Harder. They do a lot of behind-the-scenes work. If you like some of the stuff we're posting on social media, if you uh, notice how our episodes have become way better lately, that's due to our awesome interns that we have now at the Postgraduate Pharmacist. So we're excited to have them at the front and center today. Hannah and Madeline, welcome. Hey there. Hey. So we've received a lot of great submissions for our interview horror stories, but before we jump into those, instead of Trivia Week... I wanted to tell a tell a Halloween joke or two. So are you all ready for that? I don't know if I am, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> okay. So the first one is what do you call or what do you get when you divide the circumference of your jack-o'-lantern by its diameter? <laughs> uh, I have zero guesses. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. <laughs> It is pumpkin pie. Good job. <laughs> pie, like the like the number 3.14159, et cetera. I figured when you were talking about circles, circumferences, pie had to be an answer. So. All right. I got one more for you all, and then I'll stop. What is a ghost's favorite dessert? I have no idea <laughs> on that one. Boo something. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. Something pudding? I don't know. <laughs> Boo something is right, but it's boo berry pie with ice cream. <laughs> all right, all right. I got one. I got one. So why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Uh, my joke skills are really down. <laughs> you got one? You got a guess, Taylor? No, I need to read up on my Laffy Taffy jokes. Because he was outstanding in his field. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the stories. So Hannah Madeline, do you want to read our first one for us? Uh, yeah, we'll start pulling them up. Okay, so first one. Last year during virtual interviews, I had a friend who was asked to teach the interviewer something in a minute or less. My friend danced in high school, college, and decided to teach them something that required her to stand up to show them. The only problem was she was only dressed professional from the waist up. Before she realized it, she was standing in her pajama pants and slippers, and that's always a good reminder to dress the entire part for a virtual interview. Yeah, no, we talk about this on our one of our episodes, but when you're on Zoom or on any sort of video conferencing platforms, I think it's easy to just get in the routine or habit of of wanting to just, uh, since you're not showing the bottom half, to dress comfortably. But remember, go ahead and dress the part. Especially with the virtual mid-year coming up, I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, I can just stick with all the stuff I've been wearing for class. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it comfy, but... That's pretty funny. I think if that happened to me, I would stand up and be like, I'm just kidding. I'm going to teach you something different. (laughs) It's so tempting because they're so comfortable. And of course, you (laughs) want to be comfortable and stress-free, right? But you just never know. Your dog could start barking. Something could go on. And you're like, before you're even thinking about it, you're jumping up to let them out the door. And you're like, oh, no. And you don't want to be like that guy on uh, who is that news anchor where he like shifted his camera around and he wasn't wearing pants at (laughs) all. And it was showing that. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Take the extra time, put on something on your bottom half. Right. Is that the lesson? (laughs) That's the lesson to be learned here. You never know when you're going to have to get up and do a whole dance in your uh, residency interview. (laughs) Okay, so for the next story, we have, for my interviews, I went to the quietest room in my house, which also happened to be the darkest room. I used a ring light, but during one of the interviews, I went to cross my leg and kicked over the ring light that was on, knocking over the entire ring light. Thankfully, as we transitioned into breakout rooms and I was able to get back before the interview started, I definitely had a mini heart attack, but I don't think, or at least I keep telling myself that no one noticed. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you all have done in that situation? I would have froze. I would yeah, have, I think I would have acted like my camera went out. I would say my power just cut out. Sorry, <laughs> I have no lights. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so can I ask a very uh, silly question? Like, I understand the purpose of the ring light is to light you up. But what what about it being a ring is special? I don't know. Does it like contour I, your face? Somehow? Yeah, like, I guess just the way the light comes onto your face. I don't really know that much about them. Is it, li- is it eliminate shadows? Is that it? Because it's like shooting light from Straight all around. at you from every yeah, angle. So coming down. I was going to say the shadow thing. And then I think it helps not have a bright light right in your face that you're staring at. So maybe ah. a few wa- few ways it can help. Yeah, so I've seen some where you like put your phone in the middle of the light too. Yeah, I've seen that. And that's what I honestly thought it was for is to hold a phone. But then I've seen it. I mean, I've seen everybody and everyone's like, get a ring light, get a ring light. And I just never have understood. I think I've been in situations where I've knocked over something loud or did something loud. What what was it the other day? Like one of my uh, mics fell off the stand or something like that and hit, made a loud noise. And I just I just stared at the camera and pretended like it wasn't <laughs> me who it happened to. And just was like, who who was that? However, if the light went out in the room, I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I could get by that one. Yeah, that one would really throw me off. I'd just be like, just pause. <laughs> but I just think you say, excuse me. 
let it go. True. No big deal. It happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if it, if you feel like it's now distracting because you don't have any light on you or it looks weird, then I mean, I think it's perfectly fine to say, I'm sorry, I accidentally knocked over my ring light. Do you mind if I pick it back up? Because I think that goes back to a story, you know, Taylor told me once where it's like you handling the situation well is demonstrating that, you know, you can handle difficult situations, awkward situations. Meetings get awkward all the time. And and I think it's really impressive when someone can handle something well that goes awkward or goes wrong as opposed to just like not handling it all and ignoring it. So I think addressing it and asking, you know, saying, hey, can I pick this up? I think that would be good. All right. So on to the next one. Picture it. It was January 2017 and I was on rotations with the Indian Health Services on rotation in Oklahoma. So this person had got an interview going. She was really excited. She organized everything to get in an office to herself at the time of the interview, went through all the steps, internet connection, coordinated with a preceptor to get off early. And the only thing she forgot to do was check for the time zones and they put a bunch of baseballs. So they were in a neighboring state, except the time zone ran right between them. So she didn't even think of it. Um, They called her whenever she was late, but she was on rotation and she missed the call and like saw the voicemail. And I'm sure that's, scary as soon as you're at work and you're like, oh, but they were gracious enough to let them do the Zoom interview at a later slot. Uh, this person was flustered and not on their game. It was a pretty big screw up to overcome. Ultimately, they did not get the, invited for the in-person interview, but it was meant to be. The program that they thought they really wanted was not what they needed, and they matched with their number one choice and could not have asked for a better residency year. And their moral of the story is check and double check and triple check time zones. And trust that when things don't work out, it's usually for a reason. Everything will turn out just the way it's supposed to. It's sappy and cliche, but it is true. This is a real thing. I mean, this happens even in in like your career, like way, but like five years in academia, this still happens where there's a time zone issue or time thing. So this is uh this is something, especially if you've never dealt with other time zones, because like when I I grew up in East Tennessee. And it was all Eastern time. And and there was a pretty big buffer for Eastern time. So it wasn't like it, we switched around a lot. Having gone to Mobile, Alabama, where we're in Central time, it's been a huge thing because I still interact with a lot of people on the East Coast. The time zone thing has become really relevant. And honestly, I made a ton of mistakes starting off having moved to Central time before it was apparent on like best practices and ways to kind of help with that. I feel like this is a twofold thing. I feel like, yeah, the candidate may have... That, that could have been something on their radar. But I also think the program can do better at recognizing that we get candidates from different time zones by by being very explicit with like, yours is at this time and this time and putting Eastern time real big next to it. So it's very clear that this is in a different time zone or could be in a different time zone. And technology too should help with that, right? A lot of technology nowadays can... Uh, make sure you have time zones uh, entered on your calendar and things like that so your calendar can automatically shift those things to certain time zones. But yeah, definitely a real, real thing that happens. And definitely even more relevant with uh, virtual mid-year happening and all the virtual interviews that they do nowadays, pre-screening, things like that. I agree with you. I, I, I still run into this issue sometimes in my career and you'll you'll have to kind of deal with it forever interacting with people from different parts of the country i always try to stress 
here's the times in Central, Eastern, Pacific, Mountain, all of that, because inevitably somebody's going to misconstrue the times and it's going to going to end up biting them in the back. So check your time zones. More of the story. And my thing too with uh, the time zones is whenever I can't figure it out, I always just check my car. Cause I'm like, whenever I get down to it, I know that one's central. <laughs> I've had to do that a couple of times whenever I'm jumping over to Georgia a few times. I'm like, I have no idea if my phone changed, didn't change. I always just end up Googling it. What time is it in Montgomery, Alabama right now? <laughs> See, I'll leave my car in like whatever daylight savings time or the opposite of what it actually is for months before I change it. So I never trust my car. So one thing I want to say, too, is if you get like knowing that programs are in different time zones, obviously for ASHP mid-year, every program is going to adhere to the mid-year time zone, which is still good to check that because it is virtual. But when you get an email from a program and they just say, we want to interview at, like, say it's a, it's not a calendar invite, but it's just saying we want to interview at 9 a.m. and they don't specify, just be like, email them back and say, hey, is that 9 a.m. Eastern, Central, Pacific time, Mountain time? Make sure you confirm that time. Don't assume they're picking it in your time zone. Don't, don't even assume that they're doing it in their own time zone confirm what what time that actually is and that will that will help with that okay for the next story we have i was interviewing parked my rental car and then went in to get a parking pass for the rental car when i returned to the rental car i realized my suit jacket which was brand new still had a massive tag attached in all four corners to the back side of my forearm I'm sure that's why some people were snickering, and luckily I caught it before I interviewed with anyone. But my advice is to always check for tags. Who would do something so embarrassing? <laughs> I can't believe anybody would actually do that. I'll admit, this was me. Uh, and the students at the school, because this was a school pharmacy interview, like this was an at, like a job, 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 which they're all jobs, but like a job I would stay in more than a year. And the students were all looking at me weird when I walked through the building. And I was like, why? I wonder why they're looking at me weird. <laughs> Maybe it's an omen. You just wanted to show off your drip. You're like, I just got this fit. <laughs> yeah, this is how important this interview is. I bought this suit just to interview with you all. Yes. That's, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> the bad thing. I walked through the whole hotel and everything with that on there. Like, I can't believe how many people saw it. Somebody should have said, hey, man, you got a tag on you. (laughs) They probably thought you were going to take it back the next day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. All right. So the next one. In one interview, I was told at the beginning that we weren't going to be asked clinical questions. Yet an hour or so into the interview, they definitely started to ask me those types of questions. I was caught off guard, but remained calm and answered the questions to the best of my ability. I feel like that one's throwing me off a couple times. It's like you think you know what's going to happen and then it flips the script and then you're like, oh, I would have rather just not known at all. (laughs) (laughs) Expect the unexpected. For sure. You just never know what's going to happen. Just be ready for it. Be flexible. Yes. Like they said, remain calm and answer to the best of your abilities. I mean, I haven't been in that situation yet, but at that point you're too far in. You're like, well, here we go. Oh, yeah. And I would even consider some programs might even do something like that on purpose, although I, I bet that's rare. But they might just try to to put their candidates off guard so they can see how they handle, you know, new un, unforeseen situations. Or it could be a preceptor or somebody else with the program going off script. 
that is probably what happened is they pulled in somebody last minute and they just felt like they, or you have, you always get those people at a program who you, you go through all these interview prep and how to interview and what kind of questions we, they want to ask the candidate. And then they always just say, I'm going to ask them what I want to ask them anyway, because I'm the one doing the interview. Okay, for our last um, story, we have when presenting a case during my first interview that included a case, I called spironolactone an ARB. About 30 seconds later, I realized what I had done and corrected myself, but I was so embarrassed. So you all know what, what spironolactone is, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing that one right I now in class. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, though, you get so far into it, you're like, I don't even know which one is which, like. But we are doing that right now in class. And I'm at kind of at the point where I'm like, do I even trust myself on that? <laughs> We're doing heart failure right now. So really struggling. Yeah, this sounds like a facepalm moment for sure. I would be probably embarrassed as well. But, you know, we even now I've been practicing for what's seven years since I graduated. I still have those moments where I just have these brain farts, it feels like. And, you know, you know what the answer is or what you're talking about you just can't think of them your brain stops working for a minute so i could see this happening you know in, in a lot of situations even if the person was you know very capable and smart so i i think they probably handled it well just correct yourself and say oh my goodness i i didn't realize or i just realized that i misspoke earlier and called spinal lactone an arb i don't really think that it is an arb but just had a had a moment of my brain not working. So those were some great stories. Thank you for everybody who sent us your spookiest Halloween story. We're, we're, it was fun reading them. And I think it's going to help some of the people out there who are about to go through this themselves. So Hannah and Madeline, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for reading through and sharing these Halloween stories. I think we've got to uh, stop now though, because I'm a little too spooked out. <laughs> Yeah, definitely scarier than any Halloween movie I'll watch. But again, thank you all for bringing these up. It'll be really helpful for our listeners. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. If you want to continue to hear up-to-date topics from us and our guests, please like and subscribe. Remember, you can listen to us on all major podcast apps. And don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode in the description below.